I'm back for another episode of Wrestling with Ski. Today I got a super-sized recap for you. You have my feelings about last night's super-sized SmackDown, some of the things that happened and what they can mean going forward and towards Crown Jewel. So stick around and we'll get to all of it after a quick word for our friends at Anchor. Oh, look, it actually worked that time. I'm back. Wrestling with Ski. I don't know what the hell that thing has been doing that since I got the new microphone, but we'll figure it out one day. And today, obviously, we're going to have a supersized recap from the supersized episode of SmackDown. Which, I mean, you know, had some good moments. Had a lot of good moments, actually. So... I really don't have a lot. Yeah, there's some dumb stuff, but it's actually really good. I mean, and we got to hear a Let's Go Brandon chant reference come out of Pat McAfee's mouth, which works for me because it's Pat McAfee. Wouldn't make sense if it was anyone else in the WWE, but being Pat McAfee, kind of one of those, yeah, that doesn't surprise me at all. So that's always good. It's always really, really good, but Overall, good. I mean, Michael Cole did jump in and say that, you know, the views of Pat McAfee aren't necessarily the views of WWE, and he might have said Fox. Honestly, who's actually paying that close attention when Michael Cole says things like that? You know, I mean, it's Michael Cole. He hurts everyone's head. I think he does it on purpose. But he was quick to jump in there. Say these are not the views of blah da da da, which led us off to an overall really fairly decent night. A SmackDown, in my opinion, I thought it was really good for the most part. I mean, Edge kicked it off and gave another great promo. He's out there giving good promos, telling good stories. That's what he said he came back for. Do I think he should get another run? Yes. I think he should get another run just because of the way he lost it and people have gotten runs for less. But if he doesn't, he's still going out there and telling hella good stories. He still cuts one of the best promos in the company. And, I mean, he brought the passion and the fire and overall set up a really good, you know, feel, I would say, for the match next week at Hell in a Cell, in Hell in a Cell, at Crown Jewel, in Saudi Arabia. And Seth came out, I mean, like, he was getting, you know, you could hear the Harley Quinn and, the, you know, we won Edge chants coming. You could hear them, obviously, clear as day. I mean, the noxious half-and-half half, uh, suit that he had, the whole, I mean, did have Harley Quinn vibes. But he even gave a good one and talked about, you know, and responded to Edge. But, you know, Edge said it's going to scar him. He's going to scar his soul and. Talked about how he's already been in there so much and it already has, so he already knows. Again, Seth has gotten phenomenally better on the mic than when he started, you know, the weird little things they did with the Shield. Um, and then he moved on to being in the authority. And so, I mean, he was stumbling through words a lot then. The word inanimate object. I mean, it took him three times and he just gave up um, back in the day. So he has come a long way. And he plays the crazy thing really, really well. And regardless if, if they did or not, the stories that they have been telling in the ring and on the mic 
are going to be culminated in what I think is going to be a show that, you know, match I could really steal the show with the Hell in a Cell match at Crown Jewel. I mean, there's a lot of great matches on the card, so I'm not trying to put down any of the other matches that are going to be there, but that's going to be a hell, you know, pun intended, that's going to be a hell of a match. And I'm really actually looking forward to it. I mean, there's some other good ones that are on the card. There's a lot of good ones, actually. We got Triple threat title matches. Brock and Roman. We got the finals of the King of the Ring and Queen's Crown. Biggie and Drew. I mean, a lot of, I mean, they put together, I think, a better card for this than they did WrestleMania. I mean, they just seem to throw so much stuff in there to try to, you know, fit it. This is the first time with crowd back. I mean, I get it. They tried to give them their money's worth and make it a big, you know, the spectacle that WrestleMania is supposed to be. But the card, though, I mean, it really actually is really, really, really good going into there. So, now that's really a big problem for me, too. I mean, what does that leave for WrestleMania? It's supposed to be like, I mean, that card is, this card is this good. And that's supposed to be the showcase of the mortals and the best. And so far, this card to me sounds a lot better. And I mean, they were calling the Roman Brock match, you know, the match of the year all night. Like they were going out of their way to make sure that you knew. Yeah, match of the year. And they felt it was going to be match of the year. And isn't that what we're supposed to say for like WrestleMania? Like, I mean, I know money talks, so they get what they want over and saw the money they're putting into it, but I mean, isn't WrestleMania supposed to be the show with the matches of the year? I mean, I know there's pay-per-views and stuff throughout the year where, you know, the matches just can't be denied with the things they have going on, but that much, you know, pumping it up. I don't know if they're trying to get people to watch it. At least as many as they can, because, you know, Thursday at noon, a lot of people are going to be at work and have to watch it later. But, you know, people are going to watch it, but building it up that way, you know, and maybe it's just me, but like WrestleMania is supposed to be that show with the matches of the year and all that. Could be old school, could be all that. But again, this is just a big money thing. We all know it. That's why they're getting the matches that they got. And there's a lot of good stuff going on. Um, I think the first one was the best one. First trip over to Saudi. Um, I think this one might actually finally beat that. All depending on, you know, Goldberg does and all kinds of other factors in there. But I think it'll be a hell, you know, hell of a show. But anyway, moving on. Finn Balor beats Sami Zayn after a really good match. Regardless of what anyone says, I mean, Sami can wrestle. He's one of the best they got. He plays the crazy very, very well. Tried to deny that. There's something wrong with you. And well, the Syrian, you know, all that, you know, for Sammy, obviously, what's, I mean, he hasn't gone any other time. He wasn't going to go this time. People probably forgot about that and think, oh, he could really win this thing. Um, he put on a hell of a match and against Syrians and the Saudis. It's just, you know, bad blood between them all. But it's a great match. And I really hope that they let, you know, I mean, Finn doesn't need it, but you never know. You never, never know. And again, the last match to 
set it up is going to happen on Raw between Jinder and Xavier. So I don't see Xavier getting it, needing it. I mean, with everything they have going on, I don't see it. You know, him winning the thing overall. I guess that could be Jinder's new thing, but King Nakamura is already on SmackDown. You know, it's just, I don't know. I don't know. Doesn't make sense that there would be two of them, even though they could go the King versus King thing, but I don't see it going that way. But good match. Finn can have a good match with either of them, at least in my opinion. I think he puts on great matches all the time. Um, and we'll see. But him and Sammy put on a hell of a match, and it was really good. It was entertaining. It wasn't too stupid. Like, they didn't do too much. You know, they didn't dumb it down. And, again, Sammy's one of the best on the planet, but we all knew he wasn't going to Saudi, so we all knew how that was going to end regardless. At least people that, you know, remember all these things. Like, it didn't pop into my head at first. You know, when they mentioned I was like, oh, yeah, he doesn't go, does he? Because of all that. So, regardless of if you knew it was going to happen, it was a great match. Unlike the next one where Sonya is supposed to have a match with Naomi, boom, here comes, you know, Sonya's having a match with Shayna Baszler at her side. Uh, so, and Naomi put up a fight. I mean, we can't take that away from her. She really did put up a fight from the two of them. But, yeah, numbers game, of course, has to prevail. Sonya, you know, pins her with her foot over. Yeah, you know, all that normal stupid stuff and the way they had Shayna going attacking people. I just don't like them having her go out and do that role. Go up and be like that. I'd rather see her just go and barrel through everybody, not just in some stupid thing with Naomi, but hopefully doesn't last forever, I guess, really, is the way to put it. And they move on, let her go and do her thing. I mean, it was good to see her. And they can tell a good story, but, you know, putting, adding her to that with Sonia. She's the authority figure, you know, having Shayna do her dirty work. You know, it could be a good thing to get at least uh, Shayna going, but the way that she was attacking people on Raj, uh, I don't like it. But we'll see. They could they could prove me wrong. They could. I mean, they got the talent. Sonia does have the talent. Naomi, we know, has the talent. Shayna can do it. So we'll see what they do with it. I just hope they don't drag it into some stupid thing. Because, I mean, the way they, again, they finally let her come off, you know, the rails and go after Eva and make Naya go away for a little bit, even though Naya was obviously going away for a little bit. But, you know, do that and break them up so it's finally over, I think, way too late. I just hope they keep the momentum going because she does have momentum with all that. And, you know, people were all about it. So, see what they do with that. Zelina Vega defeats Carmella. To move on after her and Carmella, you know, we everyone that watched Solid Talk backstage said that, you know, you don't need to wear the face and we're not going to hit each other's face, yada, yada, yada. And take it a few minutes. Mella kicks Alina right in the face. And then, well, bada boom. Match is over, really. I mean, wasn't the greatest thing ever. Uh, Liv got involved, went and took the mask so she couldn't get it. And when she went to hit the ring with it, Mello, you know, got out of there, obviously. But 
again i said almost nothing dumb like the, i just don't like the whole stupid bedazzled thing anyway because you can see it's flimsy as hell it's not protecting anything like you know do it do it like that's just dumb i didn't like the whole thing never liked the whole thing it's dumb really and now mellow's gone which means her and love are going to keep going we'll see what they do with you know zelina they give her a moment i don't think they will but I've been wrong before. So I'd be happy to be wrong here. I just, you know, the whole face mask thing just irritates the holy bejesus out of me. It's not even like protective or anything, but again, Zelina won. So, and this is the biggest, you know, little set of time where she's had TV time really ever. The whole time she's been there, you know, before she left, since she came back, I mean, this little thing, since she came back, she's here, there, and everywhere, and money, in the bank matches, and all kinds of stuff, so now she's going to be in the finals of this, so it's very, you know, exciting and good for her, like, it's super good, or at least they're giving her some stuff she can show what she's good for, besides just managing, I just don't think, you know, I just don't see it going anywhere, I could be wrong, though, you never know, I mean, they proved me wrong before, very rarely, but they do. So it could lead to something good. But yeah, that damn face match just ruins the whole thing. It was good to see Zelina, you know, get to throw some, yeah, a Fez press and do all kinds of stuff. So that was good. Yeah, and there's just the face mask and just doing all that was just dumb to me. Just like happy talk with Baron Corbin, Madcap Mosses. He came speak English. His terrible jokes, which they are terrible. If you like them, you are a terrible person they're garbage but I mean it's working I mean they're getting booed out of the building which is kind of what you want because they are just that irritating and stupid so there is good behind it I just don't like it it hurts my brain so that's all I'm going to say about it let me move on to Usos defeating the Street Profits in one hell of a street fight I mean they had all the spots in there they needed chain chains chairs kendo sticks tables crazy athleticism super kicks splashes frog splashes like everything you need to have in there it was like the two segments about 13 14 15 something like that it was a 13 minute match from what i saw they actually gave them time to do it and they fit all kinds of stuff in there it didn't feel like they're rushing to make all kinds of crazy dumb stuff happen which we all know they tend to have you know a problem with doing a lot just squeezing as much dumb stuff they can to a short amount of time and they actually i mean that amount of time they put on a hell of a match great stuff they fit everything in there nothing felt rushed or just you know because you could tell matches when they're well we got to fit this 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 and this in. and then they you know this doesn't look good so i thoroughly enjoyed it approved why they're both in that spot hopefully they get the three profits get the titles back when they go back to raw because or at least in the picture, get something at some point because they're good. And they proved when they were champs, they proved that they're at that street fight. The street profits in a street fight, just too perfect. You know, anyone could say that. But yeah, I mean, it proved why we needed Jimmy to come back to give the titles to, you know, the Usos and the street profits coming in there. And just sort of like the better match quality from what we had before the Usos. And again, the qualifying match was only on the SmackDown the night before night one of WrestleMania, like the tag team title match was there. 
not even on the card at Mania. So to see how far they've come then just with having the profits ready to go again, the Usos, you know, healed up and fully back together, like the quality of the matches has gone up immensely, in my opinion. And it's at least making it seem like they matter because they sure as hell didn't make them seem like they mattered back in April for Mania. So hopefully, again, they keep the good momentum in the teams that they switched around. They team up, you know, someone, a, you know, good team to go with Usos to pair them up with because they can, I mean, you can see as a team where they are compared to everyone else, most everyone else that they have in the tag team division. But the moves they made with, you know, Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo going over there. I mean, they put a bunch of teams over there. Pretty much, you know, the Viking Raiders. I think they could have, you know, really good matches with a lot of those people. And also, right back to the Profits going back to Raw, I think they'd be great with, maybe good for them to work with someone like Orton. You know, holding the title with Riddle. I think that'd be great for him, actually. Because Orton could teach all kinds of people all kinds of things, and they're in the ring with them. They're going to have to do that. So I think that'd be really good for them. And they put on great matches regardless. So, I mean, I think that'd be a great thing. And they deserve to have the goal because they're entertaining. They can talk like they have everything you need. People love them. Boog's playing guitar along to their entrance earlier. I mean, last night, this morning, whenever you watched it. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It was really, really good. And I think it's going to be really good for both of them going forward and the tag team divisions. Again, I just hope that it put some seriousness back in the SmackDown tag team division. Cause I think they got the shaft at mania and hopefully most people agree with me on that. Because if you don't, I think you might actually be crazy. Uh, Sasha and Becky put on hell of a match. You know, commercial free that last half hour. I mean, they put on a great match and to have Bianca only get involved, you know, throw the whip with her hair. Becky gets out of the way, but gets distracted and, gets pinned for the first time in like years to get beat by Sasha. I mean, it was a good way to do it without her getting crazy and involved and doing all the normal attacking. So it turns into a disqualification or any of that. So that was the key to that really, because they always had the other ones out on commentary and you know, the matches always got, you know, interrupted disqualifications. It's dumb. You know, this time Bianca did a little distraction there. So, you know, Becky got pinned. Sasha rolled away like it wasn't a big, just the usual cluster that they've been having for weeks on that. So that's probably why I liked it a little more. It's because they didn't screw it up per se and do that. Well, for me and do the same thing over and over, like repeat, 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 repeat. So it was good to see the match go as long as they did without interruptions. They put on a hell of a match. If you didn't watch it, go back and watch it. Because they, I mean, they threw everything out there that they needed to. There's submission stuff, grappling, brawling. Again, only a slight little distraction there, which didn't cause any, you know, extra chaos. We all knew when Sasha stood up in front of, you know, Bianca, that the shot was going to go right past her. She was going to duck down and Bianca was going to take the forearm like we all knew that. That was obvious, but it happens every time. So that, not necessarily the best part about it, but overall, they did a good job. It was a hell of a match, and that was, you know, 
better than some matches we've seen at pay-per-views. So that's really key. And pros just the chemistry with them. Like that's the big one too. Chemistry. Like they have chemistry together. They work well together. They've been around for so long doing it. And it works. And I don't know who's gonna hold I think Becky's gonna hold on to it. It wouldn't make sense to bring her back without it and send her open. Yeah, she's going over to Raw. So you know, she's but she's gonna hold on to it. I think they're gonna again. That's going to be one of the, you know, better matches of the night, I do believe. The afternoon, whatever the hell it is, noon. So the day at Crown Jewel, but they put on a hell of a match last night on SmackDown. It was worth it. And seeing it commercial free was nice. And I don't understand why they don't do more like, you know, picture in picture so you could watch it as it's happening and see the commercials. Yeah, it seems like that's easy enough because they still get their airtime then. But that's another story for another day. Regardless, that was a good change of pace. So you know, you know, really get involved, involved and cause DQs and the normal stupid that they always seem to have when literally like for weeks now, what man gets involved, Sasha gets involved. And Charlotte was involved in point getting involved. Like everyone just kept getting involved. So I was just excited to see a women's match without something, you know, with them involved without ending dumb. And that moved us right in to the end of it all. Roman and Brock face-to-face for the contract signing. And really the big you know, takeaway was just one more little ploy before we get to it was, you know, Roman signed the contract after Heyman reads it, Lesnar picks it up and signs away. Roman, you yeah, know, of course calls him a dumbass for just signing without reading anything. And Brock's response just was the perfect way to end it off going into this thing was that he did read it in the morning with his advocate, Paul Heyman. And boom, walks away. Which leads to all the dissension and all the, like, really, whose side is Paul on? Like, it plays well into what they were doing. And he has a contract signed that didn't end in, you know, tables flying and all hell breaking loose. So that was a good change of pace. But they played that off. Like, they've done that story so, so well. Um, and again, no destruction, but... Roman read it great. Paul did it great. Brock just stood up there laughing. Like they put it, you know, done well. They played it all off very, very, very well, especially for how long it's been since he showed up. You know, at SummerSlam there. It's a lot of weeks ago for WWE to put something together that hasn't completely, like, you know, it's kind of the slowest burn they do. I mean, we saw them do less of a burn for a WrestleMania match. And Rhea shows up like what? Not the Monday before, but the Monday, two weeks before Mania on Ron. Like, hey, what? I'll challenge you. Boom. Like, there was nothing. Like, there's a lot of matches that did nothing. No build, no story, no nothing. Just ready to go. So it was good to see them, you know, do this one for this long. And they all pulled it off very, very, very well. Incredibly well. I don't think that's going to be like a show stealer, but I think they're going to put on a hell of a fight and think they're going to brawl all over the place. And the fans, both in Saudi and watching it, will at least be entertained by it. I'm not going to guarantee everyone's going to leave happy or if anyone's even going to leave happy, actually. But people will be entertained. And that's the real key important thing, especially as they've referenced, you know, the only number 
Roman needs to catch for you know title reign length is Brock's under universe for you know universal title run. So we'll see how they do with it all. It's a long way from the record, but they played it perfectly. I mean, when Brock has talked this whole time, Brock has like hit it. He he's been gone for forever. He hits it better than. Lashley does 90% of the time. Lashley's out there talking most weeks. And if it's just a little, so good kudos to them. And really the only other thing from the night is please, for the love of God, stop saying it's the biggest match of the year. I know they're going to keep doing it, but to me, it's just what the hell is upon WrestleMania? Because that's supposed to be the best matches of the year. Showcase of the immortals. Everyone steals the show, but you know, they don't really normally promote something as the biggest match of the year, the biggest show of the year or anything. And the card, I mean, because we don't have any stupid qualifier matches. We don't have any, like, to me, especially some of the matchups is better than Mania was, which really seems like they just threw a bunch of stuff together to me. I still enjoyed a lot of it, but there was so much dumb and stupid and all that involved in it to me. Like, the night could have been so much better. For how much we were waiting for it, that could have been better just to me. People that agree, I'm sure there's people that are telling me that like cussing me out as they're listening to this right now but it's the way i feel i think it's better than mania and they're damn promoting it like it so you know the saudis get what they want i suppose which is the important thing they paid enough so they get what they want and again there is some garbage in there. I mean, I don't think Lashley and you know, Goldberg are going to steal the show by any means. Uh, I think it's going to be better than when they had at SummerSlam. I don't know how they're going to do it. But again, if he was actually really like down and hurt like that, they weren't going to let him keep swinging a chair at him. So put up a good story for them to do it. Uh, see what they do with that. But otherwise, I'm actually kind of looking forward to a lot of the matches for the night. So Kudos to them. We still got a raw to go. So we'll see what they do. Go home for it. And then the draft takes, you know, goes into effect the next day. So yeah, right after crown jewel. So there's a lot of good stuff moving around. Sadly, I think a lot of the stories are going to get carried over, but we'll see how it all goes. And that being said, I'm going to jump off. Thank you for watching and listening. Don't forget tomorrow I'll be on. Got to go over many hours, which I'm not complaining about of AEW. So should be fun it'll be a good time i appreciate y'all listening don't forget follow along on all the socials all the platforms all over the place go to the listening services and just listen to them as you know where to find the video like if you listen to it on spotify i could tell you if i'm going to show memorabilia or anything like that or i did anything then you can go find the video and see what i you know, brought in new you know stuff like that but follow along on the listening follow everywhere comment you know the more followers i get on all the platforms Regardless of where you listen, the more comments I get on stuff, the better it is for everybody and the more I can get out there. So I appreciate y'all. Enjoy the rest of your Saturday or whenever you're listening to this. Enjoy the rest of whatever day that is. I appreciate y'all. Thanks for listening. Thanks for watching. I'll be back tomorrow for a long AEW wrap-up recap. And like always, until next time, my friends, peace.